Hello and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. I'm Emma Louise Jones, your host, and as always, I'm joined by Sarah Bayman. Hello. Hello. And Maggie Birkinshaw, of course. Hello, Ooh, Maggie. Hi all. How are we both? All right? Yeah. yeah, good. Pretty good. Welcome to Netball Nation. Right, we've got a busy show today. We're going to be talking about the results from round eight of the Vitality Super League. And we've got some cracking games to review with three matches being decided by five goals or less. Uh, we'll also touch on the results of Netball Europe over the weekend and find out how our future England stars got on. And finally, uh, we're going to have a chat about um, how much Netball's progressed and how much the physicality has increased in today's game. Uh, so we talked about how much athletes need to train to compete and the importance as well of the fitness to the general health and well-being, which I'm sure you two will know a lot about, obviously. Well, well, um, you still. <laughs> well, I don't, so I'm kind of dependent on you for this one. Uh, firstly, Sarah. Yes. She's doing it again. Do you know what? Should we have a drum roll? That's good. That needs to be a part of the show. Three wins on the trot for Absolute roll. Just take it. Take it from I know, I know. Well, we didn't... We didn't actually play that well on Saturday and we kind of got away with one because Pulse put us under a lot of pressure and on another day I think we could have possibly lost that game but I think what the pleasing thing was if you're able to win games and not play amazingly it's usually quite a good sign and we dug in well we kind of gritted it out and we got the win by five so we'll yeah. take that. Do you know what we were just discussing this that sometimes wins aren't pretty Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as you get over the, yeah, you just get over the line. Yeah, I think at three quarter at three quarter time, I was like, Do you know what? It it doesn't have to look good, girls. It just has to get the like, just make the ball get to goal. However, however we need it to. So, um, yeah, proud of the effort on Saturday um, and to get another win. Yeah, well, you've been very diplomatic there, which is lovely. But you must be incredibly proud, like of the girls. Yeah, I I am proud. <laughs> I am proud. I mean, I wouldn't be a coach if I was satisfied with anything. Never happened. Yeah, but but I I was proud of of the kind of digging that the girls had on Saturday because I think um, that's something we talked about at the beginning of the season was potentially missing. And so if you can see that difference um, of team just, you know, gritting it out and, and winning games when they're not on 100%, then, yeah, that's really pleasing. I mean, I didn't see the game, Sarah, but I mean, I, from looking at the quarter breakdowns, I mean, you guys were in total control for the first half and then something yeah. something changed second half of the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, they, they made some good changes um at half time in okay. terms of the players on court okay. but also i think we were a little bit disappointed with our third quarter it, it just felt like we we didn't really click into gear in that third quarter and and then we put ourselves under pressure for a, a final quarter where it was tense mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, credit to Pulse, they, they came out, they shot like 94% for the right. game. And so, you know, you're always going to be in a contest when that happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just happy to get out of there with a win. Ultimately, exactly that. You won. And it means that you're yep. now sitting comfortably in fourth place. Well, co- comfortably, yeah. comfortably with two other teams. Let's just play let's semis now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how important is it to sort of be there, to be in fourth, looking ahead to the sort of grand Yeah, it's final. massively important, you know, um, Thunder and Wasp play tonight. Um, If Thunder lose that, which I think people would probably expect them to lose, um, that puts us three teams on the same points. And so it's it's good that we've got a close league and it's important that you're there and thereabouts because I think those five teams are starting to kind of build a little bit of a gap to the others. And so you can't afford to be dropped. We're only going to be halfway through the season after this next round. So you've got to make sure that you you hang in there and you stay in contention with, with a few rounds to go. 
Got to keep up that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Right oh, then. Good word. Good word. Thank you very much. <laughs> Practice that at home. Right. Other results on the rounds are a big home win for Team Bath, 60 56 against Manchester Thunder. <clears throat> Money, Sarah? Yeah. Right, I've actually got my cash. I was furious though because I was like 100% sure that Maggie had yeah. backed um, Thunder Hell as well. <laughs> and then I had people on Twitter going, no, I've just re-listened yeah. and she didn't. And I'm like, all right, thanks people. I've, I've, I've bought like three weeks worth of money because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in arrears anyway. Do you know what? Yeah, you might as well just leave it here. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'll just have my pay directed to here. Uh, now then, Dra- Dragons as well managed to sneak an away win against the I called that one! Yes. She did get that Exactly. One. Now, Mags... Get your hand in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. What, be able to treat know? me child now. <laughs> no, dra- dragons, they came good for me. I knew I knew they would at some point. Not. But, I mean, that was a big result. Big Massive. result for them. Big, big result, result for Storm. Tanya. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, think, Storm. I think... Um, I think Tanya going back to Storm is obviously like a bit of an emotional mm. one. And also I think like, she's obviously been working hard with Dragons. They look like a, a, dif- a different team this season. So, um, yeah, massive result in the scheme of the league as well. And the fact that um, the Bath and Thunder game following back-to-back defeats for Bath, that's quite a big win for them. I think it's a huge win yeah. for them. I mean, we've been talking about this M word that you've just been talking about, the momentum. Yeah. And, you know, you can see that they've been building and building and the questions being asked, can they manage without Serena? And I think they've just answered all those doubters that, you know, they do have quality Me and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't count. <laughs> but but they just, you know, they've just quieted everybody. Yeah. And, you know, they turned up, they did the job and did a great and job. And I, I think off the back of what would have been two really difficult weeks mm, for them. And, mm. and when you're losing and you're missing a big player, it's easy to kind of get into a rut where you just go, oh, you know, how are we going to, where's our next win coming from when you've got a run of tough games? And for them to go out and and beat Thunder like that is is really impressive. Definitely. And Thunder are facing Wasps, as you said earlier, uh, Sarah, in their rescheduled round two game tonight. That's another away game for them. And surely they've got to win this one, haven't they, to be in with a chance? I mean, they've had, I I think both of these teams have had a a really tough run of games, um, like very close together. I think Wasps will go into that as favourite, you know, being undefeated. But Thunder usually play pretty well against Wasps. You know, they beat him last year by 11 in or something like that in Manchester. So they'll fancy the chances tonight. And I think on the back of a defeat against Bath, they'll know it's important for them to try and get a bit of distance to get in that third spot. Yeah, and they are a resilient bunch of players. And they've, they've got a point to make. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they will be going out there with nothing other than a win on their mind. Well, it's going to be a good talking point for the next podcast. Yeah, that, for definitely. sure. Uh, now, regarding the rescheduled game tonight, we've had a question coming from Twitter from Storm at Storm underscore fans about the fact this game was postponed because of the quad series, as it meant a number of players were unavailable. Yeah. Uh, Storm fans, however, say that Storm versus Mavericks went ahead, even though Storm were without their two South African players. Mm. Well, this is a right. bit of a controversial yeah. one yes. because I, I think I think the ruling was if you had was it two or more play England players missing you're allowed to reschedule your game right the ruling didn't say anything about other nations so if people were missing two South Africans they weren't allowed to reschedule the game in Storm's case but if you're missing I, I don't know if it was two or three but if you're missing um two or more England players you're allowed to reschedule it what's your opinion on that I suppose they could be say there's double standards, but you know it is an English competition. Yeah, you know we do have the governing body that are English, and they set the rules. And somebody's going to be a winner, and somebody's clearly 
not complaining, but they're feeling that they're being disadvantaged. Yeah, question. And it yeah. is a tough one on Storm because I think they're in the unique position where I don't think any other franchise would have two from the same foreign nation where they've got two South, yeah. Af- mm. South Africans. So I think it's something that they probably need to look at because it probably needs to be Some, a blanket yeah, rule. Yeah. Like if what's the difference between you going or if you're missing two or more internationals and you've got an Australian and a Kiwi in there and you, they're both playing for their respective countries. Like for me, that's the, that's the same thing. And um, if you're going to allow imports in, should you not then have the same, have rule the same rules for them? Yeah. Well, um, everyone's got to have a comment or an opinion on this in some form. So please do get in touch with us if you've got any questions or comments to add to it. Our social channels at MyNetballNation or on the website, MyNetballNation.com. And we will try and cover all of your comments and questions. Yes. I think um, I think on the back of that, sorry, I, no, go I do get a bit of a beam on it about this. I think there should be like clearly defined international and domestic competition periods, and there shouldn't be overlap. there shouldn't be that overlap. No. And if there is that overlap, I think you just go right. Well, it's a domestic time, and we crack on because yeah. it's not a, it's not an international period. It's not an international competition time. And that needs to become a lot clearer in order for players to understand it, in order for fans to understand it and to kind of get regular viewers to each competition. Yeah, and get rid of that grey area yeah. kind of thing. Uh, right, then we're well, moving on. Sara again. Loughborough are away mm-hmm. to... Uh, I, I said earlier, I saw you in the toilet. I was like, it's basically going to be the Sara show, <laughs> isn't it? I'm happy um, to listen. <laughs> uh, you're away to Dragons next round and that mm. win bad, is going to give them confidence. What kind of thing are you going to have to do to make sure you beat them? Play well, really. Um, <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah. No, I think, like I said, that they're a, a, they, they're a bit of a different beast this season because they've been beating teams that um, traditionally they, they would have lost to. Um, they look like they've got confidence and they're grinding games out. So... I think we're very well aware that we're going to be in for a four-quarter game where you can't take your foot off the pedal. So, um, like last week, we kind of had a disappointing second half. We're going to need to be good for the full 60 minutes because to go to Cardiff is a, is a bit of a trek. They have a decent crowd. You know, it's like an England-Wales rivalry. Mm. And so all of all of those factors and them coming off a big win, we, we need to be on the top of our game because otherwise... Um, they'll exploit it. They'll exploit it, yeah. How are the girls feeling about it? Um... I don't know. <laughs> no, ask them. She don't care. She I've don't just been told them they're going to go and sort it. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I think they'll they'll be well aware. You know, like we, we've done a bit of analysis on it. We'll do a bit more at the end of this week. But they're, they're well aware of the dangers that um, dragons pose, and you know they've got they've got some quality players, and and in they've used their imports smartly. I think they've got one defence end in Stacey and Facey, and one in Khalifa McCollin who really adds something to their team. So. Yeah, I think the girls will have to make sure they're up for it because otherwise you'll get rolled over. Definitely. Well, best of luck. Cheers. Again, another discussion point that'll be, won't it? (laughs) Uh, Finally as well, the Sky Games saw Seven Stars host Mavericks and it was the away side who were just too strong for Stars in the second half. They took the win 46-64. Now, Joe Tripp got player of the match after an impressive defensive performance. She had a game and a half. Well, I was going to ask you about this because she said, Mags, uh, she's been working on footwork a lot. Um, now, can you explain why footwork is so important for a defender? I can only go from my own experience, and that would be that defenders usually are a fraction of a second responding to what an attacker is doing to them, unless you're a really, really strong defender that dictates to their attacker what they're going to do. So to be able to get around those really strong holes that the shooters put in, to be able to shut that down, to move on to something else, you know, like that flying ball for a a diagonal that's coming across into a pocket, your feet have got to be good. 
And I think historically the Australians and the Kiwis have always done lots and lots of fast feet work. I mean, you watch all the YouTube clips. They're just mm. absolutely amazing. And I think it's paying dividends for Joe because I thought, I've always thought that Joe was a quality player. Um, but she has just, this particular season, she's just on fire. And the connections, you know, um, that she's making now in that defensive uh, defensive end uh, with Razia, I think they are, for me at the moment, the defensive duo that are just on point and, and delivering. Uh, well, they're sitting quite nicely in second position now, Mavericks, aren't yeah. they? So Yeah, I thought I thought an interesting thing to come out of that game was, um, you know, it, it generated a discussion because Sky did a little montage at the end of All Stars Evers. And then it, that kind of generated a discussion around, you know, should, should something that negative be put out or... A, at elite sport, are you kind of opening yourself up I mean, for criticism? where did that even come from? Why did they even do that? I, I don't know. Um, I, I think there's a, there's an argument, you know, you've got to tell the story of a game, but the story of a game can't be one team's ever's yeah, yeah. because then it's almost dis, like disrespectful to yeah. what Mavericks have done as well. Yeah. So I think if, if stars made load of, loads of errors, then yeah, you can you can show some of those, but you also have to show, show Mavericks some of the, as well because the, yeah. it wasn't without fault both sides. And I think stars knew that. Sam mm. Bird knows that. She doesn't need to be reminded in that particular way. No, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth there, yeah. isn't it? You lost, now watch why. Yeah. Have a look yeah. at why you lost. Yeah, so um, it's an in- interesting debate really. Um, but moving on, we spoke a bit last week about the under-17s Netball Europe Championships happening in Huddersfield yeah, of course Max the, the yeah you know it <laughs> no, go on, finish that off that was great uh, did either of you make it to any of the games well Maggie only lives um, a hop skip and jump <laughs> yeah, away she so was telling Max, us did you get there well I actually got down to the university but it wasn't for the actual matches it was for um, the launch the drinks of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there may well have been a little bit of sparkling on the, the, the free champagne <laughs> yep but I managed to make it down for the uh, the launch of the netball archives because the archives have moved now from London then they went up to I think maybe up to Loughborough now they are safely tucked away in the archives at Huddersfield University and there was a big launch for that um, so I managed to make it to that sadly not so much the games because of my own netball commitments coaching and games yeah. and what have you um, but I kept up with the results and my what, what a competition well for probably for England yeah, yeah. who walked it England yeah, they absolutely won. smashed it Wales second Scotland third Emirates fourth and Northern Ireland in yeah Finland. we were saying possibly the story of that competition is Emirates getting, yeah. getting past Ireland because there's there's relegation and promotion now so Ireland will go down to sort of a, a challenger level and the team that wins that will come up which is what happened to Emirates and then the job that Debbie Jones um, who, former Mavericks player and Joe Walker who was at Leeds yeah. have done um, since they w- went out to Dubai incredible for those girls to to come over from a, a sort of like traditional non-netballing yeah, yeah, yeah. nation and and beat Ireland and, and maintain their spot in that higher level it's phenomenal yeah it's, it's great brilliant. job and surely that yeah it is incredible that genuinely and surely that's a sign of the growing popularity of netball as well that they've managed to do that yeah and I think it, it's really great to see teams like Emirates come through and you know we've got um a school coming over from Qatar and, and different nations kind of getting involved with it is is really good to see well, I want to touch on um, how valuable you think this competition is. But first, before I ask you that, Sarah, you must have played your fair share of, uh, of netball Europe competitions back in the day. I never actually played under-17s. Um, I don't know why. I just... <laughs> I don't <laughs> busy. I don't think... Yeah. yeah, I was busy that day. No, I don't think I was in, in the England system at that age. And then under-19s I played. But the first year, the first year I didn't get picked for under-19s. And then the second year... How, how dare absolutely they? raging and <laughs> um, but but the second year I did but this is like the story I always tell to school kids as well because they always think that like 
people who've made it to senior level like you've just you've just gone like 19s 21 seniors and it doesn't happen like that you know 19s I didn't get picked and I was fuming because I thought like I should have done (laughs) should have been (laughs) yeah rightly Um, so but it's motivation for the next year um and then I did get picked and so yeah, sorry. What was your question? So, <laughs> what, just going what off on one here. Sarah's life story. <laughs> what was your experience of it? What was it like? I think um, the problem I have with netball Europe is that it's everything to these girls because for it's your only competition at under seventeen level. It used to be your only competition at under 19s level until they got rid of it. So you compete with everyone from around England to make this squad and that's the only opportunity you have to represent England. And if you don't make it, it's like your world falls apart. When in actual fact, they could take any 12. They don't have to take the best 12 no, and no. it'll never be proven whether they've taken the best 12 or not because England will always win. Mm. And I think it's almost discouraging sometimes for for girls in the England pathway when they don't make the team because England could enter three teams and they'd probably finish one, First two and three. Third, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that's my little bit of an issue with this tournament that it's not a high enough level to kind of weed players out at that age. With that in mind then, does it prepare uh, the youth for when they come up against like Australia or New Zealand, that kind of competition? I don't believe it does. Not that competition. No, and I think that's why... Well, I don't know why they got rid of the under-19s competition, but I think it's actually done England a favour by the not being... I think there's now um, Netball Europe under-17s and under-21s, and the 19s now go on tour to Australia and New Zealand instead. And I, I think Netball Europe is is important in its own right because of, you know, like we said about the different nations coming in and making sure that there is a home nations competition. But in terms of it... I don't think it should be the highest level that England play at, at any age no. group because do, I don't think it's challenging no. enough. I mean, maybe they should do the same with the under-17s like they've done with the 19s, just get rid of it for them. There is a place for netball Europe because it is building across Europe and, you know, maybe host it somewhere other than England and just let those other countries that need to catch up and need to, um, you know, progress with the netball, let them have that competition and give the 17s a tour. Like um, do the 19s. I mean, you were all praying for Gibraltar or Malta to host it when you were playing netball <laughs> Europe. You were all fame yes. for one of those teams. Uh, we got like com- we like got Cumbran in Wales. I was like, oh, nearly yeah. like, close. Yeah. So yeah, so, I think there's a place for it, but maybe but, for these these developing countries because I mean it is spreading across Europe. And also, I think it'd be nice if if England were able to send a team to Netball Europe and a team on tour somewhere else. I mean, mm. I'm not I'm not going to pay for that, yeah, but yeah. I don't know where they're finding the money. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it's too much like too much emphasis is placed on it from an England point of view at the minute and not enough not enough challenges in it was that did you say you did get to watch any of it oh, I watched no. some online did you was there anyone that you saw that you went oh good yeah I mean I, I mean they've got they've got some great girls mm. I mean I was looking at the names and I think half of them are Thunder girls yeah which just shows you know but, that it's going to be phenomenal for Thunder when all those and girls like, yeah, actually of course. come through player of the tournament was Fumi who is at Pulse I think and she was just Amazing. She had something like 20 individual interceptions wow. in a game. Like she was absolutely wow, dominating. So like, but that's what I mean. But then you go, could she do it against Australia? And we don't know. Like, I'm not saying we should play Australia at that age, but uh, like, actually. You can't because, compare it yeah, really, can you? Yeah, you can't compare it. Um, I think shout out has to go to Ella Bowen from England, who looked like she yeah. suffered a horrible knee injury. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know, that's like the, the bad side of it when something like that happens and, you know, she could she could be the next six to nine months rehabbing. So 
Stay strong, Ella. We're sending you get sending well soon wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All the Netball Nation team sending you love. Uh, now, uh, we're going to change direction slightly, ladies. We're going to chat about how much netball's progressed and how much time players now need to spend in the gym as a result. I'm going to throw it to you two first. How many hours, roughly a week, do you both spend in the gym or do an exercise? <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, honestly. I'm, honestly, I don't go anywhere near a gym. I've got, I have got... Um, a couple of DVDs at home because my lifestyle just does not allow it. Are they like 80s VHS? Yes. Like Lycra. Like, yeah. yeah. Like Mr. Oh, Motivator yeah. type. Oh, yeah. You've got it. <laughs> Jane I mean, Fonda workouts. Ooh, let's get physical. Anyway. Physical. What about you, Sarah? I, I do go to the gym um, because I've not really got an excuse because it's, you know, mm-hmm. at work. Um, minimum, I go twice a week. Um Maximum probably four times a week. That's see, that's good. Yeah. I think that's and you basically do a workout every day, Mags, then, don't you? Five days. Five days. See, I think that's pretty impressive. And is there quite a lot not necessarily pressure, but is it a necessity that for the netball players to be in a good physical state, they need to be exercising a lot? Yeah. Um But it's a type of yeah. exercise that they do. What, what type? Well, I think we've seen that the shift in the, the game is to a more physical kind of netball. Mm-hmm. So what we talk now about is being robust. Yeah. So the game's gone from, you know, the umpires deciding whether, you know, a ball's been won by the other. It's about a contest now. That's the, the big word, contest. So if they go, see two girls going for a ball, sometimes it's the one that's strongest that's coming out with the ball and they just let it play for the continuity of the game. Mm-hmm. So the girls now have to do a lot of strength and conditioning work so that they can take those knocks, that they can stay on the feet, that they can take that ball with one hand before, you know, without dropping it and the whole body stays upright so they can just deliver that ball back into court or onto whoever they want to pass it to. And you, obviously, in your position, Sarah, how do you make sure that um, the team that you look after, as well as training, playing, work commitments, how do you make sure that they also do get the right amount of exercise and the right kind of exercise? Um, I mean, the the plan's pretty detailed at at Super League level. So, like, with our strength and conditioning coach, they'll have gym sessions um, with with the strength and conditioning coach and and specific, you know, gym programmes to follow. Um, and, and sorry, do you monitor that or are they given that and they take it away? Or is No, it- they do that like on site at Loughborough with, with the strength and conditioning coach um, there and I'll drop in every now and again. Um, and then they'll have like a, con- a conditioning sessions, like one that they'll do on their own, probably on a bike, one that will be on court with me. And then like parts of other sessions, will, will, like parts of netball sessions will also be about conditioning and fitness. Um, and I think... Like on the back of what Maggie said, I think there's a, a massive thing around, you know, being strong and, and robust. And the other thing is about injury prevention, because mm. if you're getting hit or you're landing, you're trying to stop from full pace to dead dead still in a step. There's a huge amount of pressure going through joints and, and ligaments and muscles and tendons. And so the injury risk is rising all the time. And to try and kind of negate that, you've you've got to be strong and you've you've got to do the work in the gym. God, a real lot goes into it, doesn't it? It's yeah, so it well thought out exactly what I mean, you have there were, to do. One of the days when it was just your Super League or your England players that are doing this strength and conditioning work, I mean, it's now dropped down to like, you know, 14, 13-year-olds that are having to do that work as well. Well, I was going to say as well, what about, you know, people who just play for a local league or in social competitions? How important is it for them as well to maintain that level of fitness? What, what I think is great at that level is 
the people who do anything extra, it makes a massive difference. So as you get to a higher level, because everyone's doing everything, everyone's yeah. in the gym, everyone's doing extra conditioning, blah, blah, blah. It, it kind of all becomes much of a muchness. At the lower levels, like some people are just going to turn up once a week and, and that's it. The people who go away and do a bit extra, actually you can see a massive yeah. difference, you know, because they can like run a full game or, you know, they can go a little bit faster, jump show a little off. bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to show off, that's the way to go, people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically what you're saying is then they, they have at that level, they, they can show off. Yeah, they, they get a big advantage yeah. from it at yeah, that level. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, we have teamed up with some very special people and I absolutely love this. This is incredible because what we were talking about earlier about Mags doing home workouts and stuff, this is perfect. So a Netball Nation, uh, there's lots of things that make it difficult to go at the gym, to the gym. We know that. We know you've got hectic lifestyles, you've got work, you've maybe got kids, whatever you've got going on in your life and you've got to eat and sleep somewhere as well. Uh, so to fit in workouts around your already busy lives is going to be quite difficult. So we've teamed teamed up with LRG Fitness, who provide weekly high-intensity interval training videos, as well as strength and conditioning workouts, which, of course, you said were really important yeah. for anyone playing netball, but also anyone in general in everyday life. This is a huge benefit. Um, right, they're sent to your inbox every single week, and they give you the complete exercise journey. And for someone even like me, this is amazing because wow. that's so easy and accessible that you just get it dropped into your inbox, basically. Yeah. You click on it. You can do it at home. You can do it wherever you like, basically. Yeah. The car park at work, as long as it's safe. Uh, but anywhere you like. And it is so easy to do this. They're 20 minutes long. So there's no excuse time-wise. Uh, and you can do them around your lifestyle and everything like that. As a Netball Nation listener, right? <clears throat> this is the important spiel. Uh, you're entitled to a massive... 50% discount, yeah, thank you, thank you. 50% discount, meaning that you can sign up for just a tenner a month, £10, to receive brand new workouts every week. So you get them every week for a tenner a month. Can I just ask, is that just an introductory price or is that for the duration of the time you stay uh, with them? No, there's no, no, it doesn't say that that's an introductory wow. price. That's just because you're part of the Netball Nation Club, you get that and there's no contract. You can cancel at any time, but you don't want to, do you? Because I, you I think what's good about that as well as you don't you well one you don't need a gym membership you don't need to go anywhere so if you're a young player and you your mum and dad can't take you to the gym yeah. or you know you it's too expensive to go to the gym or you just want to do it as soon as you get home from school or work or whatever um the ease of that is is pretty yeah. awesome absolutely and the fact that you don't necessarily need the gym equipment to yeah. do it. and as an advocate of home workouts it's amazing yeah it's brilliant all you need to do is get a fan I mean, people people can't see Maggie, but she's like Arnie over here. Yeah. She's ripped. <laughs> no, but Maggie, you really are. Clearly home workouts work, don't they? Because you're in... They work for me. They yeah. absolutely work for they, me. They do. I need to start trying them and stop eating so much. <laughs> right, all you need to do is visit lrgfitness.com forward slash netball nation. Hit the subscribe button there. That's just in case you didn't hear it properly. lrgfitness.com forward slash netball nation and hit subscribe and we'll be posted about it on all our socials Perfect. and on the website and stuff so you will be able to access it and as i say it's a tenner a month which is incredible you get one every single week so if you've got a holiday or anything ideal time i reckon you should do a video emma of you doing the workout can you can you imagine let me tell you the noises i make when i'm forced to do any exercise no one should ever have to sit extra views if yeah. you're in Fluorescent like yeah. <laughs> And leg warmers. Leg warmers. Yes. That, that's down. fine. That's all in my wardrobe at home. <laughs> no, I might actually give it a go, genuinely. Right, we're at your favourite time of the show, ladies. Oh, here we go. What am I going to say? Mm. 
predictions. Yes. <laughs> you can't see them right now, but they're rolling their eyes and clinging onto the cash. Right, now, as mentioned earlier, we've got the round two rescheduled game of Wasps v Thunder tonight. Uh, could this be the game that sees Wasps' unbeaten run come to an end? Who knows? Uh, Saturday sees Sirens v Mavericks, Dragons v Loughborough, mm. uh, and Thunder at home to Storm. So, who is taking the points? Which one we're going with first? Uh, so, Wasps, Thunder. I think we've decided that with Wasps. Wasps, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it, I don't. I don't know if I'm. If I can back. If I can go against Thunder because I'm a Manchester girl. Um, I suppose if you're going on history, you probably think that Thunder might just nip it tonight. This is probably Mike's trying to talk me into losing <laughs> yeah. money. <laughs> She's eyeing up your fiver. Thunder, we all know that Thunder are going to be on it, but I still think Wasps have got more in the back. Yeah. What are you saying, <sighs> Sarah? I mean, I'm going to go Thunder. I'm just going to go like heart overhead here. Like it. Right. So we'll see that. We'll revisit that this uh, next week. Uh, Sirens, Mavericks. Mavericks are just on fire at the moment. I think it's going to take something super special to, yeah. to stop them at the moment. Yeah, I, th I think Mavericks will win that one. Um, Sirens have just been a little, like just really up oh, and I mean, down. Kat, I mean, Kat's been missing as well, hasn't she? You know, so they've always had that, that strong person at the back as long as they get the ball to her. And I don't quite know where. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why, why Kat wasn't playing last game, mm. but uh, yeah, I think Mavs will take that. Yeah, we'll go with Mavs. Uh, now, I won't ask you this one, Sarah, because I know it'll be obvious what you're <clears> going with. Oh, it's Loughborough. Uh, yes, <laughs> Loughborough. We're all saying Loughborough. Yeah. Uh, right then, Sunday, we've got Wasps against Seven Stars. Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. So what are we saying there? Wasps. Um, yeah. I think Seven Stars will be better than they were on Monday night. Um, but I think Wasps will have too much for them. I have to agree. The, the full bench, it doesn't matter which combination they put out. You know, they've got strength across the whole bench. Okay. Yeah. And Monday Sky game, Pulse at home to Bath. Who's your money on? Bath. Bath. On the back of beating Thunder, I think they'll be flying high. Um, I mean, Pulse, yeah, like I say, Pulse gave us a good rattle. So... If they play well, I think they'll put the wind up Bath, but I, I think Bath will get there. Right, well, as I say, we'll get back to it next week and we'll see if, uh, well, we'll see who's right on a few of them because yeah. we've disagreed on some. <laughs> now, sadly, this week's show has got to come to an end, but before we love you and leave you, I'd just like to make sure we give Stacey Francis, Sarah's oh. bare half, a shout out ahead of her pre-season tournament oh, played for West go, Coast go. Fever this weekend. Good luck go to you fever. and the girls, Stacey. Yeah, well. Play like a demon, we'll, Stacey. We'll have to get her on next week to see how they go. Yes, yeah. we will. Okay. And, uh, of course, about wedding planning because you're getting married. Well, I mean, to, yeah, she'll probably yeah. forget on all about the netball. She's probably just forgotten that you get married. Now we'll pick that one up next week as we say and let you know how all the Super Netball sides got on in their first outing of 2019. Before we get off, anything at all that you want to add, ladies? Oh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Go, Sarah, you'll have something. No, I don't actually have anything <gasps> this week. I think I'm all... You're feeling alright? I know. It's, it's incredible. I think I'm all, um, I think I'm all done. Right, well, if that's the case, thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation. Thank you, as always, to my co-hosts, Sarah Bayman and Maggie Burkershaw. We love you lots. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and give us a little review, only if you've liked it, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, you can check out our website, mynetballnation.com, and find us on all the social channels at mynetballnation.com for more netball news. We will keep you up to date on everything. Until next week, we'll see you later. See you, see you later. Bye. This is Nepal Nation.